Thanks, y'all can be seated. Thanks for that great music this morning. And uh, thank you all for the privilege of sharing a little bit from Scripture here for a minute before we head back into our classes and into the day. And thanks to our uh, chaplain, Esteban. By the way, I want to say I think that Esteban is a wonderful human being and a wonderful minister. Uh, However, I have a beef and I just want to confess it publicly this morning. And that is to say the beef I have with my friend is that this guy is a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. And no, no, no cheering. No, no, no. This is not cause for celebration. Go Braves anyway, so I'm okay. But, uh, but, uh, uh, but Esteban, one thing I really do appreciate, y'all, I love this theme that we've got going for our community chapels this year of age to age, thinking about the story of God. God's love, God's faithfulness, God's redemption down through the generations and tracing the story of our ancestors in the faith, the ancient people of God in the Old Testament, the people of Israel. So if you remember where we last left off the people of God in the Old Testament, uh, the Israelites had become slaves in the land of Egypt. They'd been enslaved by Pharaoh and uh, the empire there, but God had come in and liberated them and brought out of slavery and the exodus from Egypt, brought them to Mount Sinai, and then led them for 40 years through the wilderness, trying to get to the promised land of Canaan. So before we pick up their story again this morning, uh, I just want to ask you, I wonder, have you noticed, I was thinking about this earlier this week, have you noticed how in our kind of our culture, our society, have you noticed how much of our entertainment revolves around excluding? Excluding. Just just think about some of the shows we watch. I I think no doubt sort of the OG show in this regard has got to be Survivor. Am I right? You know, we're going to vote somebody off the island kind of a thing, excluding. Or more recently, okay, all right. Let, let's talk about The Bachelorette for a second, okay? Can we, I mean, Rachel, Gabby, I don't know, y'all. Gabby's like, y'all two can both bounce at the same... I, it was, it's weird, right? I don't know, I don't know. But excluding, okay? So the, the reason I bring that up is when we meet the Israelites again, standing at the banks of the Jordan River, right about to to cross the Jordan River and go in and and start to live in the promised land of Canaan, Scripture tells us something kind of intriguing about what happened on those 40 years in the wilderness. And what Scripture tells us is, during those 40 years in the wilderness, the entire generation of Israelites that, that came out of Egypt in the Exodus and went to Mount Sinai and all of that, They all died during those 40 years in the wilderness, all except Moses, Caleb, and Joshua. So this morning, when we meet the Israelites again at the banks of the Jordan River, ready to cross into the promised land, the group we find there is a whole new generation of Israelites, sort of like the the second generation from the Exodus. And this is a group that hadn't been in Egypt. They hadn't been slaves in Egypt. They hadn't gone through the Exodus. They had not been at Mount Sinai. They were born in and grew up in the 40 years in the wilderness. And so they needed to hear the story of God's deliverance and covenant and faithfulness for themselves. And it's at that moment in Scripture 
that we get uh, the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, the fifth book in the Bible. Now, maybe you remember from, say, your Old Testament class, holla if you hear me, uh, that uh, the book of Deuteronomy presents itself as being this final sermon that Moses delivers to this new generation of Israelites just before he dies and they cross the Jordan River and go in and start to live in the promised land of Canaan. And the entire book, this whole sermon, is basically Moses sort of retelling the story of God's deliverance and covenant and faithfulness so that this new generation can make it their own. And there's one passage in this book that I find incredibly powerful. And I want us to look at it for just a moment this morning. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. So if you have your Bible or your phone and you want to look with me, it's going to be Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 20 to 25. I think we're going to put it up on the screen here a little bit too. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 20 to 25. And in this passage, Moses here is talking to this, this new generation of Israelites about the future, and he's talking to them about like their future children, and he talks about a time when their future children will one day come and ask them a very particular question. So look at it with me here in verse 20 of Deuteronomy 6. Moses says this to this new generation of Israelites. He says, when your children ask you in time to come, what is the meaning of the decrees and the statutes and the ordinances that the Lord our God has commanded you? Okay, so do you notice the question? That Moses says, in the future, like one day, when your future children come, they're going to ask you, what is the meaning of all these commandments and statutes and ordinances from the Lord? So in other words, let's notice what the kids are asking about, okay? To be honest, the kids are asking about the laws, like, what's up with all these commandments? They're asking about the rules, the do's and don'ts of living life as God's people in the world. Or if I can put it this way, what the kids are asking about, y'all, is they're asking about the system. What's up with this system of all these laws and commands and rules and the do's and the don'ts that God has given? But I love what Moses tells these Israelite parents to respond to their kids in that moment. Look at it with me starting in verse 21. Here's what Moses says back. He says, when they come to you and they ask you, like, what's up with this system? What's going on with all these rules and do's and don't? Moses says this in verse 21. Then you should say to your children, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. The Lord displayed before our eyes great and awesome signs and wonders against Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his household. He brought us out from there in order to bring us in, to give us the land that he promised on oath to our ancestors. And then, then the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our lasting good, so as to keep us alive, as is now the case if we diligently observe this entire commandment before the Lord our God as he has commanded us, we will be in the right. Okay, can you see it? Moses says, when your kids come to you and they say, what's up with this system? What's the meaning of all these laws and commandments and the rules and the do's and don'ts of following God? Moses says to these parents, when they come and ask you about the system, don't answer with the system. Answer with the story. Tell them what God has done for you. 
Tell them how we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Don't answer with the system. Tell them the story of what God has done. Because y'all, it's the story that makes the system make any sense at all. Now, if you're like me, and maybe, maybe you happen to grow up in a, in a church family or a church kid or whatever, I think it's true for a lot of us who fit that bill that the first thing we usually encounter about being a Christian, like just when you're growing up or whatever, the first thing we usually just meet in our lives when we're coming up as a Christian is the system, the rules, <laughs> the do's and don'ts of being a Christian. It's just the first thing we kind of meet. And yet here's Moses saying, the system only makes sense in light of the story. It's because of what God has done for us that we live our lives in a certain way. That if you detach the system from the story, the system doesn't make any sense. So Moses says, when they come and they ask you about what's up with the system of all these rules, don't answer with the system. Tell them the story of what God has done for you. And then, did you notice it later? He says, and then we respond to what God has done by living our lives in a certain way. We want to live as God's people because of what God has done for us. But don't answer with the system. Tell them the story. Tell them what God has done. Now, I, I love that. But there's something sneaky about the language in this passage. I don't know if you noticed it when we read through it the first time real quick. There's something sneaky about the words that these children are envisioned as saying in this question. Like, like go back to verse 20 for a second. Did you notice this? There's some sneaky here. Look at verse 20. So Moses says, okay, when your children ask you in time to come, What's the meaning of the decrees and the statutes and the ordinances that the Lord our God has commanded you, the kids say to the parents? Uh, do you see it? Right? They're like, what's the meaning of this system, all these rules and laws and do that the Lord our God has commanded you? See, kids are sneaky, y'all. They're sneaky. Were you sneaky as a kid? Dodgers fans are sneaky. I was sneaky as a kid, it's true. I had like a PhD in sneakiness as like an eight-year-old. But here they are, you can hear the kids, what are they saying? This is your deal. Don't put this on us. This is your thing. All these rules and commandments and laws, whatever. This is what God has given you. Did you notice the language that Moses said for these parents to say back to their kids in that moment? Look at it again in verse 21. It says, when they come and they say, what's the meaning of all these rules and statutes that God has given you? Moses said this, remember? Then you should say to your children, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt and the Lord brought us out with a mighty hand. <laughs> Do you hear it? Say, what's the meaning of all this that God's given you? Moses says, you look right at him and say, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out with a mighty hand. And you can hear the kids say, right, no, we weren't. Right, we weren't there. I wasn't in slavery in Egypt. I own that Sinai. This is your deal. And remember in Deuteronomy, Moses is talking to a whole new generation of Israelites the parents hadn't been in Egypt. 
They weren't slaves in Egypt. They didn't come out through the Exodus. They weren't at Sinai. They were born in the wilderness, right? But Moses says, no, 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 you tell them. We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out with a mighty hand. You see what Moses is doing here? It's really interesting. He says, when your kids come to you and they ask you, what is up with all this? Don't just tell them the story. You see this? Don't just tell them the story. Narrate them into the story of God. Show them that this is their story too. That what God has done for our ancestors, God has done for us. It's all one big story of God's love and faithfulness and deliverance and liberation and freedom and salvation. And now they're in that story too. Don't just tell them the story. Narrate them into the story of God. Let them know that this is their story too. And that they're invited to find their life within this same story that has gone on. We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out with a mighty hand. Narrate them into the story of God. Y'all, I love this passage. And part of what I love about it, maybe the main thing I love about it, is I just feel like the word... The gospel word that comes crashing into this place from Deuteronomy this morning is a word that says, God, through Jesus Christ, has narrated us into God's age-to-age story. That we have now been brought into this story of God's love and deliverance and salvation and redemption. And now we are invited, like the Israelites, to respond by saying, God, I I give my life over to be lived within your story. Take my life and let it be lived within this story of God, that God, through Jesus Christ, has narrated us into God's age-to-age story. And that means, and and hear me on this, y'all, that means you. You belong in God's age-to-age story. You belong in a story that can shape and define who you are in truly life-giving ways. You belong in God's age-to-age story. And I think that's so important this morning because I feel like so often, maybe you you just feel like you've been sort of swallowed up into certain stories. Swallowed up into stories that supposedly tell you who you are and what your life is about. Stories told to you, stories told about you, maybe even stories that you've just kind of come to accept as telling you who you are and what your life is. Friends, the good news from Deuteronomy this morning is that no matter what stories you feel like you've been swallowed up into, you all that you are, everything that makes you who you are, you belong in God's age-to-age story. You're invited to say, God, I want to live my life within this story. And so maybe this morning, maybe you're here and you, and you say, man, I, I, 
I feel like I've just been swallowed up into a story that is a story about family and how my family doesn't maybe fit what people often think about when they think about families. And man, if people here knew about my family, it'd be... Or maybe this morning you, you feel just sort of swallowed up into a story that is a story about harm. Harm that's been done to you. Harm that's been done around you. Maybe even harm that's been done by you. Or, or maybe this morning you just even feel swallowed up just, just into the story of the status quo. Just sort of the status quo of our society, the, the money and the rat race, the corporate ladder, the, all of that. Or maybe even just the status quo of Loma, just this place. Friends, the good news this morning is that you don't belong to those stories. They, they don't have to define who you are and what your life is. You belong in the age-to-age story of God. You've been narrated into that story and are invited now to respond and say, God, take my life and let me live it in your story. See, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt and the Lord brought us out with a mighty hand. And y'all, that's a story that no one can erase you from. Because it's not their story to write. It's God's story. And God said, you belong in this age-to-age story. We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out with a mighty hand. Well, as you may know, if if you've been here, every Wednesday, and I mean every Wednesday, in case you've missed it, every Wednesday at the end of chapel, we extend an invitation for folks to come and have a chance to pray together. Maybe you have a need that you want to pray about, or maybe you would like someone to pray with you, or nowadays we even do it where you can write a prayer and leave it there. And so today we're going to do that as well as as we do every Wednesday, but I want to extend it just a little bit today just to say this. Maybe you're here this morning, and as part of that prayer time, maybe for the first time, maybe for the first time, or maybe as a renewing kind of thing. You just want to respond by saying, God, in light of what you have done, in light of your story, I just want to give my life over to be lived in your story. I just want to say, take my life and let it be lived in the story of God, that I could find real, true life there. So I want to invite you in a moment after we pray and, and, and we move into that dismissal time. Uh, you're welcome to come and pray. And again, if you want someone to pray with you, they'll, they'll be happy to do that about any need you have. But maybe especially too, if, if just maybe for the first time or maybe even in a renewing kind of way, you want to come up and have that little moment of prayer before we head back into the incredible classes that you are part of here at Point Loma, award-winning can't get this at Azusa Pacific. And just, oh, this goes out over the, oh, shoot. Oh, edit that out later. But before we get back to this incredible life we have here, I'm in trouble now. Provost is on the front row, darn it. Okay. This is also our moment as a community together. It's not just the classes we do together. It's also this. And it's in community 
the we and the us, that we hear the story of God, that we are called to our place in it, and that we learn what it is to respond to it. So after we pray together, I invite you, if you want, come forward and spend a little time, as much as you want, before you head off. And let's just celebrate the fact that we, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. But the Lord brought us out with a mighty hand. Pray with me, would you? Lord, thank you for the story of God. Thank you that through Jesus Christ, we now find our place narrated into this age-to-age story. Pray for us in this room today that you would help us not only to hear the message that we belong in your story, but that you would help us to respond. I say, Lord, take, take my life and let it be lived in this story where we can find true life. We are grateful. And we pray these things in the name of the one who stands at the center of that story, Jesus, the Messiah. Amen. Feel free to come pray. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Have a great day.